Welcome to the Channel for Grace Uncut podcast. This is a deep dive into my life, my stories, my experiences, the things that I love to talk about, the things that inspire me, and my thoughts and observations about the world. This is a podcast where you'll mostly find me sharing myself uncensored, but where you will also meet amazing guests and hear about topics that will inspire you to keep learning, to keep searching for your truth, and to guide you to be unapologetically you. What is a ruling planet? A ruling planet in simple terms, is based off of your rising sign. And in your chart, when you look at your chart and you look at where your rising sign is, it's basically at the cusp of your first house. And the rising sign represents the personality that you put out to the world, what people see you as mostly. You have your sun sign, which is your your inner soul expression and then you have your rising sign which is kind of like your your outer expression and the way that the rising sign works is and how did they figure out you know how do we figure out that this is your rising sign well you look at the constellation at the exact moment that you were born that was rising in the east And that becomes your rising sign. And that's why knowing the exact time of birth is very important because it's based off of exact location and exact time and then the direction of the east. So wherever you were born, you look towards the east and in the horizon, what was the the constellation? And that is how we figure out your rising sign. And so it's the one aspect of astrology that to me is fascinating because it actually connects to um spatially the relationship between us and the the constellations of the zodiac around the solar system and it's an entire conversation all on its own to talk about like what's the relationship between the actual zodiacal constellations and astrology because when you when you think of western astrology it's based more on like the seasons and the shifts of the season, and it's much more a psychological, like an internal um, understanding, deep understanding of your soul. Whereas Vedic astrology focuses on the actual constellations and the and and where the planets are in relationship to these constellations. And so, you can look at Vedic astrology and say, "Well, there's they they have an accuracy that's." you know, in relationship to the constellations that is almost this exact. And then with um, Western astrology, we have kind of veered a little bit away from that. I've talked about this a little bit in previous episodes, but the reason why I wanted to talk about the, the ruling planet is because everybody has a ruling planet in their chart. And it is based off of your rising sign, which has to do with the constellation that was rising in the east. So this is this one part of astrology, in Western astrology, where we get to actually look at the actual placement of the constellation in relationship to where you were born and ask ourselves, how did this influence us? How does this influence us? And what does it say about our 
personality that we project out to the world. And so in this episode, I am going to go deep into this topic, um, which I'm, I'm excited to talk about because like I said, it's, it's something that gives you so much information from just this one little thing. And you don't have to look very far. You do have to know a little bit of astrology, but I do want to go through all of the different planets and all of the different signs, the rising signs, and and tell you like what your ruling planet is and what that tells you about you and how much information you can get just from this like one thing in your chart. So basically... When we look at your ruling planet, it means that we're looking at your rising sign and we're looking at what planet rules that specific sign. And then we're also looking at where that planet is in your chart, what house it's in, what sign it's in, and what aspects it's making to the rest of the chart. Or is it aligned or connected with a specific fixed star because if it is that fixed star just like your rising sign which is the constellation that were was rising in the east uh, just like we can look at that and say this is how this influenced us the energy of that constellation that zodiac sign influenced us and our personality we can also see if there's any kind of fixed stars out there in one of these constellations that also influenced us based off of this ruling planet. So that's what's fascinating about this topic is that you can get so much information from just this one thing. So I wanted to give you a little bit of an example before I kind of get into all the different signs and how uh, kind of crazy accurate this is. And this is an example from my own chart. Um, I was born in Argentina, a small town in Argentina called Villa Dolores and when I was born the 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 constellation that was rising in the east was the Gemini constellation so this means that I am a Gemini rising and you ask yourself okay well what is my ruling planet then if I'm a Gemini rising well my ruling planet is Mercury Why? Because Mercury rules the sign of Gemini. And that's how this works, right? So you got to know the rulership. So I'm going to tell them to you in this this podcast, but you have to know them to know what your ruling planet is. And it's very important that you know what your ruling planet is because it plays a huge role in your life. It's a big part of who you are and of your, your personality. So I, I am ruled by the planet Mercury because I'm a Gemini rising. And when I go even deeper, you got to follow, you got to follow the trail. Where does it lead you? Once you know your rising sign, then you know what planet rules you. Then you got to go even deeper. Where is that planet in your chart? So in my chart, Mercury is in my 11th house. And it's also in the sign of Taurus. That's actually in it. And it's at 22 degrees. So you look at the house, the sign, and the degrees, because the degree tells you if it's aligned to a fixed star or not. So what does this mean to me for me? Well, <clears throat> let's talk about the Gemini energy a little bit, because 
when you think of a Gemini rising, you think, well, Geminis are, they're very talkative, they're very communicative, and that's exactly what Mercury is all about. Mercury rules communication, Mercury rules messages, it rules books, it rules uh, letters, magazines, uh, blogs, contracts, commuting, like it rules cars, uh, neighbors and neighborhood, also rules sibling, all kinds of things. Um, relatives in general, phones, technology, writing, speaking, knowledge, intelligence. Um, what else does it rule? Decision making, things like that. So a lot of mind, mind processes ruled by Mercury also rules like magic. Mercury is the magician in the, uh, major arcana. So that is that is how I present myself out to the world. I'm a very much mercurial personality. And it's important, right? Because this is my ruling planet. And this is how most people see me. They're like, oh yeah, she talks a lot. You know, she loves to share her stories. I can't resolve anything in my own life unless I talk it out unless I talk about it, unless I share it, unless I process it through my logical mind. And when I am speaking and talking and sharing, like this is the perfect thing for me, like a, a podcast for, for a Mercury ruled, you know, um, rising sign or a Mercury ruled chart. Like this is perfect for me. That's why I feel so comfortable in this kind of a setting where I'm like just blabbing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not blabbing, but you know what I mean. When I when I am like talking, I, I, I often, I feel like sometimes I talk too much and that's my own like insecurity. But at the same time, I know that there's something really special to, um, to this aspect of who I am. And what it's one of the biggest reasons why I feel like I am doing my purpose and living out my purpose through this energy of Mercury. So going back to my chart, what does it mean for me to have Gemini rising, which means I'm a, my, my ruling planet is Mercury, which is in my 11th house at 22 degrees in Taurus. So Mercury, like I said, is about communication. He's actually known as the messenger of the gods. So in a way, I, because you have to, you have to think of yourself, I am here to share a message with the world. I embody the messenger of the gods and the inspiration for Channel for Grace came intuitively to me, but you can see how as we unravel the story of my chart, it's very natural for that to come to me. I am a channel for grace. I am a messenger of the gods. I'm ruled by Mercury and I embody the message and I, and I, and I, give it to people. So that's, okay, wow, that's cool. That's very telling, you know, of me and who I am. So we take this a little bit deeper. He goes, okay, well, how, how do I share that message? How do I, how do I speak it out? How do I deliver the message? Well, I deliver it in this very Taurian way because it's in the sign of Taurus. So what is, so then you have to be, say, okay, well, what's Taurus? Well, Taurus is a sign ruled by Venus. So Venus is all about um, beauty, harmony, art, you know, the arts in general, 
um, music, things that beautify the world, things that make things sensual and, and pleasurable. That's very Taurus. It's the empress. It's the goddess, the earth goddess. It's Gaia. It's Pachamama. It's, it's an earthly energy that like it oozes love and sensuality and a deep depth of, you know, uh, embodiment of this like um, goddess, earth goddess energy very grounding, very stabilizing energy. And believe it or not, um, Taurus also rules the throat and the voice. And a lot of people that have Taurus in their chart or Taurus in their 10th house or a lot of Taurus energy, they end up either having a really beautiful speaking voice or a singing voice or some way to express themselves through their voice that is seen as a very beautiful and you guys if you I don't know if you know or not if you if you've listened to me I am a singer songwriter I, I write my own songs I, I sing and um, very often I've been told that I have this very beautiful sort of draw, like a voice that kind of it's different it's not your like um you know a, a beautiful like Hollywood level or whatever I don't even know what to call it like you know um multi-platinum whatever you know kind of a voice like it's no Christina Aguilera but there's something to it that's very it's alluring or it calls you in there's a deep depth to it and it's beautiful in its own unique expression and I've often been told this not just not just about when I sing but when I sing I think it really comes through very strongly this thing that just kind of draws people in and I could be singing about anything and people will still you know they'll get drawn into the 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 message gets relayed through the voice, through the way that the voice sounds. And the words add to the message, but it's the communication is really in the sound, the actual sound and not the actual words. And that's just something I've been told like my whole life. Like, wow, you have a, and even when I just talk, people are like, wow, you have a really beautiful voice. So anyway, so then, so we're like, we're on, we're, we're sort of, um, pulling these little pieces apart so we can understand what the ruling planet is. So I have this way of being a messenger of the gods with my voice, Mercury and Taurus. And then you think about, okay, well, how, what, what, what's the focus of it? Well, what house is this planet in? So it's in my 11th house which means that this is the house of sharing your gifts with the world. It's also, uh, friendships, connections with people, um, groups of people. Um, so it means that speaking, singing, um, the message is the way that I share my gifts with the world. And all of that information comes from the ruling planet, the house that it's in, what sign it's in, um, what degree to, there's one more aspect you can add to it, which is the fixed star. So if you have a fixed star that this planet is aligned with, that your ruling planet is aligned with, then it gives you even more information. And there is more information about my Mercury, which is at 22 degrees of Taurus, which is very close to this fixed star called Algol. And Algol is one of the, I think it's the most malefic, 
malefic star in the universe of all the fixed stars. It is considered one of the royal stars, but it's not, it's not like the, you know, it's not all gold and oh my God, royal. Like it's more like the story of Medusa. And if you know the story of Medusa, she is this beautiful goddess that actually gets raped by the god Zeus and in, in Athena's temple. And then when Athena finds out, she blames it all on Medusa and then turns her into a monster and literally turns her hair into little snakes, you know, like literally turns her into a monster. Um, and so there's this, she's known as the queen of darkness. And that's, it's so interesting because when you think about my voice, there's something to it that has this very queen of darkness energy. Like I, when I think about that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. I'm like, yeah, I have this like queen of like, it's not a negative thing. It's just, there's a death to it that is like underworldly, <laughs> you know, like it brings up a lot of stuff about, uh, hidden things and, um, deep takes a deep takes you into this deep kind of um, very what's the word I'm looking for a very um, it's a it's a body experience you you experience my voice with like in bot through bodily kind of sensations like chills or you know um, you feel it intuitively you feel it in your gut you feel it in your heart you feel like whoa I, I feel the message physiologically in some kind of way and that's the influence of algal on my mercury which is my ruling planet which is in taurus which is in my 11th house so can you see how much information you can get from this you 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 know that i am i i'm ruled by the planet mercury because i'm a gemini rising so i embody the messenger of the gods so how do i bring this message in this very beautiful way mostly through my voice through communicating but using my voice to do that and then that is how I share my gift with the world. And it has this very deep, soulful expression of the, the, the wound, the wounded goddess that, you know, wants you to heal too from your wounds, right? Because Medusa represents like, you know, we, the, 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 the goddess who was blamed for the pain that was inflicted onto her. And so somehow she internalizes that pain. And, be, and becomes that pain. And honestly, when I think about my life, I'm like, there's been a lot of influence, a lot of, uh, you know, situations in my life that have been this way. So it's like, I'm, I'm living out the story in some way, shape or form. Like I was emotionally, um, and like mentally abused growing up. Um, and most of, this is something that's been coming up for me, which is really interesting. You know, most of my family, uh, a lot of, a lot of the people that I, that I've talked to about this, uh, they understand it logically, but they don't really know what it feels like to be the one that was abused and then made to feel like it was my fault and made to feel like I'm the troublemaker and made to feel like I, I'm the one that, that created the problem in the first place. Um, and which is totally not the case. Cause like the abuse was done to me, just like it was done to Medusa. And then I internalized the pain because I, I learned to believe that it was my fault, which is what, how abuse happens. And, and, uh, any, any kind of abuse, emotional, mental, physical, sexual, you, know, you, you end up somehow feeling like it's your fault. 
And it's just this like thing that happens, this phenomenon that happens and you have to unlearn that. So somehow in the way that I share the message to people, I there's this emphasis of like, I am teaching people how to unlearn it too. And I use my voice and the power of my voice and this ruling planet and the fact that I am the messenger, you know, of the gods and I'm bringing this story to life and then living it myself and then and then showing you how to heal from it. All of this information comes from just this one little thing, like my ruling planet, you know, so it's a big deal. And and one of the, the most fascinating topics in astrology. So what I would like to do next is talk a little bit about <clears throat> basically what sort of in, what's encompassed into in, in this 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 topic and how deep down the rabbit hole it can go but also go through all the signs and give you a little bit of information as to what does it mean if you're an Aries rising? What does it mean if you're a Taurus rising? And so on and so forth. But there's a topic here that we have to bring up and it is the topic of the Greek and the Roman gods, Greek and Roman mythology, which are like Greek mythology came first and then Roman mythology adopted a lot of the same stories and the same gods, but just changed their names and the way they visually sort of looked, but they're very similar in themes. But why is this important? Well, because when you think about the planets themselves in, in the way back in the day, right? Back in the day, <laughs> they would observe the planets visually. You know, we're standing on Earth and you look up at the stars and you go, okay, some of these stars are like, they appear to be in the same place always. But then there's these other five stars, which are the vi the ones that we can see, which is obviously, well, the moon is in its own kind of category, right? But it was Mercury and Venus. You can see Mercury with your eye. You can see Venus with the naked eye. You can see Mars with the naked eye. You can also see Jupiter and you can see Saturn. So that's the five wandering stars, as they called it. They were like, okay, there's these stars that always stay in the same place, which are the constellations, which were given a lot of names and stories, right? And then there's these five wandering stars, which, you know, back then they didn't know they were actually planets. And we, we were in a solar system. Now, this comes from, now I believe that astrology comes from way before this time. But if you think about how it came about, initially, it was an observational thing. And the first five planets, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn, were called these five wandering stars. Um, and one of the you know many astrological stories um, of where astrology comes from is that these five wandering stars were given the names of gods because of how they were observed. Like, okay, well, this one moved really fast, so Mercury became the messenger of the gods. Venus has her own beautiful um, formation in the sky and, and, you know, there's eight or nine months out of the year where she is seen in the morning. So she's known as the morning star. And then there's the, you know, the, the next nine months where she's seen in the evening only. So she's the evening star. And so the Mayans actually 
Venus, the planet Venus, is the, the, the main planet. They base the Mayan calendar off of the planet Venus. So she took on this very beautiful, um, you know, morning and evening star, you know, um, theme, I guess you could call it. And, and, and then they kept giving the planets, you know, the, the, they kept putting these planets like, okay, um, into these like categories and, and it was like, okay, so what happens, you know, they would observe like what happens when the planet looks like it's going backwards. Well, these kind of things are affected, you know, or what happens when, um, when this planet seems more prominent, well, these kind of things are going on. Um, and that's, you know, originally you can think about how the process started from, you know, way, way back and how these stories got correlated, how astrology got correlated with Greek mythology, which is fascinating in itself. When you use astrology, you realize that it's very accurate and it's almost like I've tried. I'm at this point right now with astrology where like, I look at it and I'm like, you know what? I do not know how to explain to you how it works. I just know that I can tell you things about what I see in a chart and it makes sense to people. They're like, oh my God, that is so spot on. That is so true. That's exactly how I am. That's exactly my personality. I mean, I just gave you the example of my own chart and that, I mean, that in itself is like, what? That's so accurate. It's crazy accurate. So I can't tell you how it works, but I can tell you that it works. And so you can't get caught up in, and this is something that I'm learning right now, like it's important not to get caught up when you think about astrology, not to get caught up in how it works and why it works and how we can prove that it works and all that stuff, because it, you can't. It's it's very much, uh, you just have to learn, you have to learn it. And then if it and if it works for you, which it, it does, I can tell you that it does, then you have to have this sort of um, beautiful kind of, you know, trust in the process or trust in that magic that is astrology. Because honestly, if you try to decipher where it comes from, what was the original, you know, this or that, it's, it's a never-ending rabbit hole. So let's go into the signs and give you a little bit of insight about what is what does what does it mean when you have a certain uh, rising sign and and what does that tell you about your ruling planet so we'll start with the sign of Aries so if you have Aries rising that means that you were born at a specific place at a specific time everybody was but in the east the constellation that was rising was, um, the Aries constellation. And so what planet rules the sign of Aries? Well, that planet is Mars. And in Greek mythology and Roman mythology, Mars is the god of war. Mars rules, you know, physical activity and exercise, also conflict. He's the god of war, but he's also the hero. So there's like this fighting energy to the planet, to the energy of Mars and Aries. And there's also this like hero complex, like I will save the world because I was meant to save the world. Um, Aries and the sign of, of Mars both deal with, you know, competition. There's a drive because Mars represents our drive. There's a drive to like succeed. There's a drive to be the best. There's a drive to like um, do things your own way. There's a there's also a lot of physical energy that comes with this 
planets in this sign. So so if you have Aries rising, you probably have a lot of drive, you know, in yourself. And and people see you and they're like, oh yeah, this person is very driven. Because because the rising sign is your outward projection of your personality and it's what most people will notice about you. They won't they may not know what's deep inside your soul, which is your heart and which is your sun sign. So deep inside maybe you're a Libra rising. Um or maybe deep down inside you're a Libra sun, excuse me, you're a Libra sun, and that's the in the in the inner war in your inner world, you are a Libra. But then in your outward expression, you're this like Mars and Aries, like, let's go do it. <clears throat> and that's how these two things work. But that's why people will recognize this type of this part of your personality a lot more quickly because it is outwardly projected a lot more than the sun sign which is your inner world, which is your soul desire. So you could be, again, a cancer sun and be this very nurturing person and desire to nurture and be very emotional inside. But then if you're Aries rising, you're like very driven and maybe your outward personality shows no emotion. But inside you are a very emotional person. So you, can you understand why someone can have a sun sign but then you don't really see that sun sign. You see something else expressed stronger. And that's when we get into like fire sign versus water sign, air sign versus fire, air versus water, you know, water versus earth, earth versus fire. Like some elements overpower other elements in, in terms of like rising sign, 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 moon sign, all that stuff and what they represent. So that's, that's a whole nother topic, but you can see how the the you can we we play the astrology game. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you're Aries rising, you are you're very driven, you're ruled by Mars. So you gotta go see where is Mars in your chart? What sign is it in? Just like I did with my example, what sign is it in? Um so you're very you're for first of all, you're very driven, but then how are you driven? That means what sign it's in. What area of your life is this going to express itself? That's what house it's in. And then what degree and is it aligned with any fixed stars? And that tells you what story you're living out in your life through your drive. So that's Aries rising in a nutshell. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep going through all the signs so you can get like the full picture. This is actually a really fun topic. Um, so if you're a Taurus rising that means that you are a your ruling planet is venus and venus like i mentioned she's the goddess of love and beauty and this is about being you know connected to the earth this is about being grounded this is the empress this is the earth goddess this is about sensuality this is about being comfortable Oh, the earthly realm is your comfort zone. This is about being grounded. So you you express yourself through these in these ways. People see you and they're like, well, this person really loves to be comfortable. This person loves to see the beauty in the world. Um, they love stability. You know, the, they'll look. Someone will look at you and say, yes, these are the things that really are a big part of her personality. Venus has a beautiful formation and it's the, that of the, you know, in sacred geometry, it's, it makes the, the shape of a, of a rose. And so that's why it's the goddess. And 
Uh, there's this other, you know, topic in, in relationship to Venus, which is the Venus star points, which has to do with like the morning star, whether you were born during the morning star phase or the evening star phase. And also where was the conjunction between Venus and the sun? And was it an inferior conjunction or a superior conjunction and what that means, you know, for you and the energy that it gives your chart. And then where was the closest, you know, the star point, which is I, I, in the next module for Aquarian astrology, module five is going to be all about Venus. And I have a feeling a lot of people are going to want to look into this because there's so much that there's Venus is jam packed with so much information. So basically when you're a Taurus rising, you're ruled by this planet Venus. So you embody the goddess of love. You embody the goddess of beauty in your own life. And so then you got to look at, okay, well, where is Venus in my chart? What sign is it in? How do you embody? What flavor does this embodiment take? And then what house is it in? Where does it get expressed in your life? And then what, what's the degrees and is it fixed with any stars? any fixed stars? Is it aligned with any fixed stars? And then you get, you get to see the whole story of how you play out the story of Venus in your life. And it gives you so much insight as to yourself and why, you know, why you are the way you are. If you're a Gemini rising, which is like me, so I gave you an example of the, of Mercury ruled chart. You are ruled by Mercury, which means you embody the messenger of the gods. And Mercury is the planet that moves really fast, the fastest around the sun. If you think back to the time of like kingdoms, there was always the messenger of, of the king that would travel from kingdom to king, kingdom to kingdom carrying messages and was supposed to be fast for that reason. And this is where the energy of Gemini comes from. It's quick, it's fast paced, it's all about communication, the mind. This is why Mercury is called the messenger of the gods because he carries messages between the planets and the Gemini rising has this ability to be quick-minded and transmit messages quickly and this is why you're also the magician in the tarot because astrology is mercurial it's alchemical it's quick it's magic so all of these things are deep parts of who you are and how you project your outer personality to the world so you got to look at where's mercury what sign it's in what degree it's in what house it's in to give you more information about how you embody this messenger of the gods in your life if you're a cancer rising, then you are rule your ruling planet is the moon. And the moon is another goddess figure in astrology. She is represented by um goddess, I, th I believe Diana, and she was the goddess of the hunt. And she would hunt at night, and that's why she had a twin brother who was named Apollo. And he was the hunter of the daytime. So he's the god of, he's the sun and she's the moon. So you've got this like kind of twin energy. But she was, you know, connected to the the night, you know, the owl and the animals too and, and, and the earth and the earthly kingdom. Um, this is also the energy of the, the high priestess. This is our, you know, your our emotions. Um, it's also the high priestess is about, you know, being at your best. It's having strong intuition, um, strong instinct. Um, the moon also, uh, reflects the light of the sun. So it's a, it's a reflection. You reflect 
to other people their emotions. It's part of your your outward expression of your personality. You are reflecting the light of the sun. You're, so you're reflecting other people's soul to them. Um, the moon also controls the tides and it's connected to the element of water. So you're water ruled. You, you're ruled by the element of water, which is another thing I didn't mention before. Basically, if you're Aries rising, you're ruled by fire. If you're Taurus rising, you're ruled by earth. If you're Gemini rising, you're ruled by air. And if you're Cancer, you're ruled by water. So you got to look at where's the moon in your chart? What sign is it in? What house is it in? Is it aligned with any fixed stars? And that will give you more information as to how you embody this goddess Diana, goddess of the hunt, goddess of the night, you know, the high priestess. But this is something that people know about you. They can see it in you. It's easy to see. If you are a Leo rising, this means that the constellation of Leo was rising in the east when you were born. And so the, the planet that rules your chart is the sun. And that's really cool because the sun rules the sign of Leo. And the sun represents its source energy. It's like it's the center of the solar system, the illuminating light. The, the sun is the brightest light of all the planets. It is the only light source. So it is about uh, God energy. That's why Leo is, is, there's a lot of like ego things connected to Leo, like, oh, loving yourself and thinking about yourself a lot. And that's because you are ruled by the planet that rules source energy. So your job is to shine <laughs> really bright. That's your job. You embody the sun. And that is what you have to remember. It's okay to embody your ruling planet. You don't like, do not feel guilty for what you embody. Because you were born for this. And that's the whole point of this. It's like, you were born to do this. So do it. No guilt, no shame. You know what I mean? So uh, that is, it's willpower. It's God. It's what holds it all together. What gives life. It's warmth. It's a strong ego. It's, you know, being being the best. Um, you know, the, this, the, the sun rules, you know, children, the heart, um, royalty, uh, things like that. And, and then, then the God is Apollo and he's the twin, the, the, the brother twin of Diana, which is the goddess of the hunt and the moon. So you are very outgoing. You're a very outgoing person. You don't, you don't feel, you know, bad about being yourself and, and, and having fun. Cause Leo is also about having fun. I mean, think about source energy. Think about, if you've ever heard any Abraham Hicks recordings or videos, you know that source energy is is about enjoying yourself. Is you go do the things that make you feel the best. That's very Leo. And so you gotta go see where where's the sun in your chart. If you you could be a Leo rising, but your sun could be in a totally different sign. But they're, they, they're, they're connected through this rising sign and you are ruled. So whatever sign the sun is in, in your chart, that's very important because that, that will take center stage in your chart. 
which is the perfect way to describe the Leo energy. It is the center of the stage, <laughs> the main character. So it's, it's interesting. Um, so your inner expression comes out too. Because the sun represents the soul and the inner expression. So when you have that Leo rising and you're ruled by the sun, the sun, the inner expression also wants to come out, whether it's Aries, Libra, Gemini, or whatever other sign. It wants to come out because you're a sun-ruled chart. And that's really cool. And that's what it feels like to have this Leo rising. So where's the sun? What sign is it in? What house is it in? What degree? And is it aligned with any fixed stars? And then you can get a really cool story of how you're embodying source energy in your life. If you happen to be Virgo rising, you were born with the constellation of Virgo rising in the east. And this means that you are also ruled by the planet Mercury, although there are arguments. And I have read an entire book all about Chiron by Barbara Hancloud, which actually I would I would recommend. But she talks about how it doesn't really make sense for Virgo to be ruled by Mercury, that it makes more sense for Virgo to be ruled by Chiron, who is the wounded healer, because Virgo is the virgin who sacrificed herself for the good of humanity. And Chiron is the wounded healer who sacrificed his immortality for to save someone else. He sacrificed his immortality for humanity too. So it makes much more sense for Virgo to be ruled by Chiron than Mercury. But we can talk about both of them. So you've got these two, you know, Greek uh, Greek god uh, mythological stories that you embody. You are a messenger of God on one side. It's a different way, right? It's a different way to be a messenger of God. It's not the Gemini way. It's the Virgo way, you know? So you are a messenger of God, but you literally embody it. It's a Virgo. It's earth. It's not air like Gemini. It's an earth ruled sign. So with these two together, Mercury and Chiron as your, your rulership, you see how you embody the message. You become the message. The Virgin Mary literally births the child. Uh, and, and that is... That is how you project yourself out to the world. Um, and Virgo is about communication, but it, but but is it of, of a divine essence. It is that of service, focused on what is right here in front of you. It's communication in regards to daily life. With Chiron, the wounded healer, ruling the Virgo rising, this is about being on a healing path, going on the wounded healer journey, on the like being sacrificing yourself to be of service to the world. It makes sense since Virgo rules health too. And the Chiron is a centaur. Um, and he was half human, half animal, or half human, half horse to be exact. But he, he teaches us to be more earthly, like to be more connected to the earth and to our bodies and to our health and to, and to like daily life. And so you embody this energy. You embody the messenger of the gods by way of the wounded healer. And people know this about you because they'll be like, yup, the, yep, she's like that. Or yep, he's like that for sure. For sure. <laughs> you know? Um, and so you have to look at, okay, well, where is Mercury? But then also where is Chiron in your chart? And what signs are they in? And what houses are they in? And what degrees? And are they aligned with any fixed stars like my my ruling planet is, which which tells me that I am living out the story in my life in this way. So 
very interesting. So, and, and also the story of the Virgin, which is Virgo is, is the ultimate sacrifice for humanity. So you embody this in your life and you project, it's an important part of your personality, but that's what that means if you're a Virgo rising. Now, if you are a Libra rising, you were born when the constellation of Libra was rising in the East, which means that you are a Venus ruled sign, but it's the different aspect of Venus. It's not the earth Taurus energy. It's the air energy. It's the air element. And so this is about balance. This is about justice. This is about also what focusing on what's beautiful, but more about finding balance and hearing everyone's side of the story. Art and beauty, also enjoying beauty, desiring balance, non-confrontation, harmony is very, very, very important to you. So if you're a Libra rising and you're ruled by the planet Venus, you got to you gotta see, well, where is Venus in your chart? What is she doing? <laughs> you know, what is she saying? You're, you're embodying the goddess of love and beauty. So how are you doing that? Well, you're doing it by the sign that Venus is in. You're doing it in the area of your life that the house that Venus is in. And depending on the, the degree, you might also be doing it embodying a story of a certain fixed star, a certain mythological story that unfolds as you live life. And that is, uh, that is part of what you project, you, the personality that you project out to the world. If you're a Scorpio rising, you obviously Scorpio constellation was rising in the East when you were born and you are ruled by the planet Pluto. So your ruling planet is Pluto, which is the God of the underworld. Um, and this is about having a deep understanding of the unknown depths of what is hidden, what is occult and what is not seen. It's not being afraid of seeing the dark side of things. It's having a good grip on the deep depths of the underworld in the sense that you are comfortable with change and death, or at least understand the, the normalcy of it. It's not, death isn't a weird concept to you. It isn't, you're not afraid of it. It's like, well, yeah, death happens. So what? It's part of life. You know, death is part of life. Interesting, you know. So it's it's accepting it as a part of life. It's knowing that when you know when you want to change, um, you'll have to let go of what does not serve you or what is not you know working for you. Pluto uh, rules change. It rules money. It rules power. It rules sex. It rules the occult, which just means things that are hidden. It rules um, the subconscious. Uh, it's it's willpower, it's transformation, it's actual power, it's control. So all of these are themes that really you embody. You embody this this god of the underworld in your life. This is your ruling planet. So where is Pluto in your chart? What sign is he in? What house is he in? Is he aligned with any star? This is a this is a strong planet to be ruled by because it 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 desires power and so if you're if you are scorpio rising and your rule your ruling planet is pluto you need to understand what pluto is doing because he can he can cause havoc energetically in our lives he can cause a lot of issues because he needs to be in control and he and he and his whole theme is change and transformation so he brings in the theme of death into our lives death and rebirth so the the caterpillar that becomes the butterfly is like the ultimate descriptive story of the energy of pluto 
And that can, you know, how is that playing out in your life? Well, oh my goodness, like if Pluto is in your fourth house, which Pluto is in my fourth house and I'm not ruled, I'm not ruled by Pluto, but even just, just being, just having Pluto in my fourth house, which is the house of the home. That means that as you know, in my childhood, I had, I had a hard childhood. I had a difficult childhood and especially in relationship to my relationship to, you know, the mother figure in my life. And so if, but I'm not even ruled by Pluto. So if you're ruled by Pluto, it's like, okay, you really need to understand what Pluto is doing in your chart and then what you're embodying and what's the story that you're playing out in your life because Pluto will teach you how to change and transform and release and let go of what doesn't serve you so that you can step into more purpose and you can step into um, better um, activation of your power. And that's, that's the important thing about if you're a Scorpio rising. Now, if you're a Sagittarius rising, you were born when the Sagittarius constellation was rising in the east and your ruling planet is Jupiter. And Jupiter was Zeus. He was, he's the god of the gods. He's the god of the heavens. And we know Jupiter is very, it's an expansive energy. Um, the story of Jupiter is that, you know, his father was, his father was Saturn. And Saturn was told of a prophecy that one of his kids, one of his children would do him in, would, would be the end of him. And so in the mythological story, Saturn eats all of his children as they're born, which is like why we have children in the first place. We're just going to eat them, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those stories where you're like, okay. It's like, it's like the story of like Venus was born out of the severed genital genitals of Uranus, you know what I'm saying? Out of the ocean water. And you're like, okay, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> but, um, this one of the stories. So like he ate his children because he didn't want to be defeated, but his mother hid Jupiter from Saturn. So Jupiter survived and eventually the prophecy came true <laughs> and Jupiter defeated Saturn and he became the god of the gods. But he's like, he saved everybody, right? Uh, he, he had, you know, when he finally defeated Saturn, he had him like basically like throw up all the kids that he had eaten and then everybody was happy, healthy and holy and, you know, life goes on. <laughs> but that is basically this... So Jupiter is like, all right, everybody, like, uh, the, the restrictions are over the, and this is why Jupiter and Saturn don't really get along. You know, when they aspect each other, they're like at odds. They're like, I don't like you. I don't like you either. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so basically Jupiter expands everything. He goes, you know what? The restrictions are over and here everybody's free. Everybody's free to go. We're now free to live life. And you know, it's interesting because Jupiter can end up going way down the opposite end of the spectrum and be so like gluttonous, <laughs> you know what I mean? That he will hurt himself. And he is the one that raped Medusa in Athena's temple. It's like he just like helped himself to women. Like that's the mythological story. Like Zeus had so many wives and he would just like go and 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 have you know sex and rape all these women and on the earth and they were mortals or immortals and there's all these crazy stories about jupiter and all these women and all these babies that he had you know 
Um, so it can get a little bit out of control. That's why Jupiter is, is abundance and it's joy and it's freedom and it's expansion. But at the same time, you know, like some somewhere along the line, you got to find a balance there. And you are the kind of person that is a very expansive personality. It's big. It wants to explore. It wants to go out there and be in the world. And uh, it's a good energy. It's a positive, abundant. He's the greater benefic. So that means he brings good luck. Um, and so this is the, the, the story that you are embodying. You're embodying this God of expansiveness. And so expansion is your middle name. <laughs> and you know, he brings in, he brings in all this, you know, positive energy. So where is Jupiter in your chart? What sign is he in? What house is he in? What degree is he aligned with any fixed stars? Are you living out a certain story in a very Jupiterian kind of way in your life? And this is the, you know, the energy that rules your personality. So Jupiter is very giving, but also can sometimes just get too like gluttonous or lazy. And so that's what you have to watch out for in your own life. It's like there are limits. You can't just go and never stop expanding or, you know, like there's got to be discipline somewhere in there. Um, But that is what it means to be ruled by Jupiter. Now, if you're a Capricorn rising, you are ruled by the planet Saturn and the constellation of the Capricorn Capricorn was rising in the east when you were born. And so that's the 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 opposing kind of the energy to the the Jupiter story that we just talked about. Saturn was the father, it was Kronos. He is the one that ate his children, right? So he was the ruling god before Jupiter. And he spent his entire life as you know, a father eating his children, getting rid of his children from fear that they would defeat him. You know, Kronos is that, um, that energy of restriction. Saturn is the energy of restriction. He's, he's like, you can't just have whatever you want. There's limits to this world. And that's what he teaches. And that's what he represents. However, there is a good side to Saturn. And the good side to Saturn is that that discipline will get you places. And Capricorn understands that very well. The discipline and the hard work and the dedication and the commitment to something that takes a long time to create and to manifest, it will get you places. So Capricorn works really hard to do this. And so as part of your the external expression of your personality, you are this very dedicated and committed person and people know this about you. So where is Saturn in your chart? What sign is he in? What degree? What house? Is he aligned to any fixed stars? That will tell you what story you're living out through the realm of Saturn. Discipline, ambition, also restrictions and limitations. It'll it'll tell you exactly what is the energy that you're embodying in this lifetime. If you are an Aquarius rising, this means that your ruling planet is Uranus. So Aquarius rising means constellation of Aquarius was rising in the east when you were born and you are embodying the god of the skies. And he rules freedom. He rules um, also friendships and networks and things like that, but he rules revolution. He rules innovation. He rules uniqueness, individuality, sudden events, unpredictability, humanitarian issues, 
you're embodying this energy in your life. And so the planet, a uh, little backstory about, you know, who is Uranus. He was one of Jupiter's uh, brothers, I believe. Uh, he was born, um, or he, Venus was born from the genitals, the severed genitals of Uranus, which were severed by Saturn, his father, who castrated him um, and threw, threw his genitals into the ocean and then from the foam came Venus <laughs> so like I'm not gonna go into that story but I just want to tell you because you it's 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 interesting and important to know the story but not necessarily like okay well like this is who I am like it's not like that it doesn't define who you are it just means that there's a there's deeper meaning there that can be explored if you go and try to find more information about the story and that's the whole point of this podcast is like there are stories here that can give us so much meaning. And that's why astrology is not just scientific. It's also intuitive and it's philosophical and it's historical. And it, like all these things put together, you can't really define how it all works because it comes from all these different things that kind of become one. So that's what Uranus says. And he, he represents, you know, you know, freedom. He was actually um, the, he was both, this is weird, but he was both the son and the husband of Gaia, Mother Earth. And uh, he was the revolutionary energy. So he, so you embody this desire for freedom, this desire to not be controlled, right? This desire to not be, to be unique, to be yourself, to be independent. And that's a big part of your personality. And you have to look at where is Uranus in your chart? What sign is he in? What house, what degree? And is he connected to any fixed stars? And that'll give you more, how are you embodying this freedom loving energy and this independence in what area of your life do you desire that independence the most and you're only going to know that if you know where uranus is in your chart and you pay attention to uranus especially with transits and progressions and things like that but mostly transits because uranus is a slow planet so in progressions it doesn't move very much but when it does move it's significant because it only moves like a couple of degrees your whole life so that is what you need to look at uh, for more information about yourself and your personality and what you project out to the world. Um, and then if you're a Pisces rising, then you are ruled by Neptune, which is the god of the sea. And that means that the Pisces constellation was rising in the east when you were born. And what we know about this Neptune energy is, think about the ocean. Neptune and Pisces energy. Think about the ocean. The ocean is so expansive we don't even know what's in it. We can guess, but it's literally an unexplored realm. The ocean represents the abyss. That is the world of Neptune. Neptune is a planet that is far away. So it means that it's a cold planet, just like the ocean. The subconscious mind is connected to Neptune um, as well, because when we think of the subconscious mind, it's like it's an endless abyss of things. And we think of like, well, things come up from the subconscious mind to be dealt with. We, I, we use this phrase a lot in the healer world. And it's because the subconscious mind holds all of these dark kind of secrets and hidden things from your past that need to be processed and brought to the surface. But you don't know unless you go explore that realm. 
whether they're there or not. And so this is the realm of water. This is um, also photography, film, drugs, sleep, alcohol, dreams, institutions like mental um, mental health, um, the environment too. And Neptune, you know, was the god of the sea. And so it has to do with um, also the element of water in general. Like it's, it's not just the sea, but it's also like lakes and, and water and rivers. And um, he was also the son of Saturn and the brother of Jupiter and Pluto. And when Jupiter defeated Saturn, uh, Neptune and Pluto, like were like Pluto was given the underworld to rule over and Neptune was given the ocean to rule over. So that's like the mythological connection to that, to the stories. But this is the realm of dreams and the unknown and the hidden. It's also the divine. So you got to find out, you got to look at where is Neptune in your chart. If you're ruled by the planet Neptune, Neptune is very important to look at. So what sign is he in? What house is he in? What degree is he aligned with any fixed stars? And then it'll tell you what story, how you're living out and how you are embodying out the God of the sea in your life. And this is a very emotional sign too so uh you are very emotional and sensitive because this is also sensitivity and intuition so that is in a nutshell what it means uh to have a ruling planet what is your ruling planet based off of your rising sign and how you can find out amazing amounts of information just by knowing your ruling planet where it's at in your chart and what it's doing and what sign it's in um, and it's fascinating. So uh, thanks for for uh, listening. And I hope that this conversation was uh, interesting to you. And I will definitely see you next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Channel for Grace Uncut podcast. If you loved this episode and this podcast, make sure that you subscribe and leave a review. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube as Channel for Grace, and you can discover a world of amazing offerings on my website. If you want to learn astrology, if you want to learn what it means to discover your inner sacred feminine, if you're curious about the current astrology and how it's affecting you, if you want private readings of astrology and tarot, or or if you're looking for awesome jewelry designs and Zodiac themes jewelry, then please check out my website, channelforgrace.guru. I will see you soon on my next episode.